Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're pretty or plain, from Hello City to Jane, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's like a dream I try to remember, then he's gone. It's my co-host, Evan. On an evening such as this, it's hard to tell if he exists. It's my co-host, Saker. Uh, Ev? I had to do my alt again. You had to do, We matched? Yeah, you keep grabbing uh, my lines, I love it bud. when we match our lines. Like a dream I try to remember, then he's gone. Both of those lines are very existential scary yeah like, i think i remember someone named evan but he's gone now um on an evening like this i don't know if the person i'm talking to exists even like a misty like i imagine you're like sitting on the english moor drinking a right. cup of like the fog rolling in darjeeling yes absolutely you hear a wolf howl but you don't know it sounds sounds vaguely human um Ev, we have something to actually talk about today, rather than talking about no. sea witches or <laughs> whatever we usually talk about in the first. I was going to talk about English moors. I took a big leap. I yeah. took a big leap. Uh, some fan of ours, um, Grant, a uh, Grant, a good man here. He said, uh, "Hey, I have something I want to send you. Can I have your address? <laughs> we don't have a PO box." And I, tr- I weighed the murderer to cool guy ratio. So now everyone listening knows they can ask Saker for his address, oh, and he will no. give it to you. It's true. Uh, Actually, him... so, didn't you almost give my address out like three or four episodes ago? Just saying. Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> that that could be fun. What kind of cool stuff? You might get something fun. I uh, might get something. Just fun. like Grant, who sent like us pictures he was of not my, a murderer. Pictures of my son at the playground. <laughs> that's what I keep. That's what son. I keep getting. <laughs> Um, he sent us a, uh, a a book by Michael Doig, Doig maybe, D-O-I-G, called The Bare Naked Ladies Sketchbook, B-E-A-R, Naked Ladies Sketchbook, and it is a uh, a short, there's no text in it, it's all just sketches. Saker's, of, as Saker's doing this, he's paging through the book, showing it to me like he's showing it to you, listener, so. <laughs> you're, my, you're my audience surrogate yeah, here. So, I'm gonna make the, prop, the proper noises. Okay. Okay. So it's all naked women with the the heads of bears. So it's it's just a like it's really well done. The art yeah. is amazing, but it is the bare naked ladies sketchbook. Um Grant what in the entire fuck? What happened for you to find this sketchbook? Um, very, very What Saker weird. means to say is, thank you very much, Grant. Grant, what I mean to say is, this is a delight. And if anyone else wants to send us pictures of naked people, please send them to... Uh, you'll have to email. I'm not going to give my address out. But this is really cool. It was cool. This is the first thing. This is Ev. Guess mm-hmm. what? We've made it. We made it. We've we're, made it. We're, po- we're getting we're getting podcast mail yeah and actually hell should we just announce we are going to have our chocolate coins live show very soon in august at the columbus podcast festival uh we don't know what date it's going to be exactly yet sometime between the friday to sunday we'll announce it on our twitter when we do but uh ev so all you beanie boys and girls and everything in between and all around got to get out and support the pod (laughs) columbus come to columbus Columbus, ohio um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We'll have a McElroy. Nope. <laughs> we certainly will. We'll have will. all the podcasting royalty. Dame Judy you're Dench will be there. You're promising Judy Dench. Yes. It's a big swing. Stark Wing Duck will be there. Not. That would be a big. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Jim Cummings. <laughs> He's canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not Jim Cummings. Oh, Darkwing Dark Duck. Duck yeah, okay, yeah. I'm actually. Bad down for Father that. Darkwing Duck will Got be there. It. 
Um, um, so, but the Mighty Ducks will be there. Speaking of podcasting royalty, Evbo, <laughs> we got a big one today. He's a voice actor in the Venture Brothers and Mighty Magiswords, and you can hear him in every single podcast worth listening to, including his two own tights and fights. And we got this. It's Hal Lublin. Hi, Hal. How's it going? It's been six months since you emailed me. I spent so much time this morning. I actually went and had to look at the date of the first email you sent me uh, to be on this podcast. And and I have to say, it was not worth it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Not worth it for you. It was totally worth it for for us. us. No, for the joke. I feel like uh, I spent all that time in research. I was like, this is going to be a banger when I rip this one out. Oh, man, I mean, look out. You don't know. You don't know. Hey, I don't. listeners. It is both of us. When you did that, both of us ripped our shirts off. So <laughs> oh, we were, you, you definitely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were really excited. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you chuckled at that, at Hal Lublin, hashtag <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> I just want to see the chuckle, the chuckle vote from you folks. And feel free um, to throw in an eye roll gif of Stanley from The Office. <laughs> feel free. Yes. Feel free. Hashtag chuckle with an eye roll gif. And then when this comes out, you're going to not remember what that was for. <laughs> exactly. It will be very upsetting to you when upwards of seven people who listen to our podcast <laughs> at you. Upwards of seven people. Yeah, I mean, that might be. Most of them have dropped out by this point, I yeah, think, before yeah. we've gotten to our guests because they're tired of hearing about us. Um, <laughs> it, it's true. You're slumming it today, Hal, but we appreciate it. Um, uh, so, Hal, let's talk about... Oh, I wanted to kind of associate Bare Naked Ladies into each of your amazing podcasts. So, Tights and Fights, a podcast about professional wrestling. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you tell us, what would your... And you may have talked about this. I've not listened to every episode. What would your intro music be if you were a professional wrestler? You know... Have you talked about this? No. No, I never have. It's so... uh, I'm such an observer of it. That it's uh-huh. really, I don't know why, I have a lot of difficulty putting myself in the shoes of a wrestler. Or right. the boots, as it were. Or, <laughs> or bare feet, if you're early Rusev. Uh, but uh, she, I want it to be something, like, completely unexpected. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know, like a Victorian nursery rhyme. <laughs> just so something... would that be your... Would your gimmick be like a, a giant? Uh, oh no! It's terrifying... just like it's like fifty kids come out and they're all dressed in like Victorian finery, like you know, like they have like those the curled ringlets and the hats with the little ribbons on them, and they're all holding hands and skipping. And, <laughs> and he is this... the au pair. The au pair. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's my job. <laughs> I come out with a clipboard and I watch the children. I don't really wrestle as much as tend to them. Sure. Sure. More of a manager for 50 children than a wrestler yeah. Yeah, but, yourself. Which you probably make. Due to child labor laws, you can't get all those children. So they're all just little people. Exactly. Like they're all, yeah, hey. they're all uh, like hornswoggle. Yeah. Work is work. Yeah. That's work right. is work. Take the job. I, I got it. I think we've talked about this on the on the on our podcast before, but I I watch wrestling once a year, and it's the Royal Rumble because it's a delight. Yes. Um. And we had we always have somebody who who accompanies us to these these parties, and he's very very knowledgeable about wrestling. And so this year, when during the women's rumble, uh, a leprechaun came out from the bottom of the ring, and he started talking about how oh yeah, that's the leprechaun dimension under there, and it's where they put people for leprechaun trials. <laughs> it was <laughs> um, professional wrestling is incredible. Oh my god, so much fun. Yeah, it it, it yeah. really is amazing. Uh, and the tribunals that happen under there are no joke. <laughs> Yeah, like what's 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 a punishment they would hand out? Uh, they squash you. They don't stretch oh, you. They squash fuck. you. They're like, uh, if you think it's tough now, we're going to make the world more difficult for you. Now it's really not made for you. Now oh, it's really man. not bending to your will. 
Oh my gosh, this sounds horrific. They take your also, agency away. <laughs> yeah. Also, just heavy fines. Like, they'll just take okay. money off okay. the top of your paycheck, <laughs> make it harder for you to just get by every week. Sure, sure. That's a Jeez. big one. You're going to be living hand to mouth thanks <laughs> to the Leprechaun Tribunal. That's right. Uh, yeah, it, it amazes Shouldn't me have crossed the ferries then, should you? <laughs> that, that would be the first thing that I would think of if I was like, if I, I mean, I'm sure I've thought of it a million times before what my intro song would be. So it kind of mm-hmm. amazes me that, uh, that that you haven't thought about it before. I feel like that's every, every wrestling fan's dream is what song will I force everyone to listen to for 30 seconds <laughs> as I exit? Now, here's the other thing, though. If like the another question to which the answer is yes is. Have I ever heard music and then subtly, hoping nobody's looking, done my own entrance when I think I'm in an empty hallway? <laughs> sure. Sure I have. Of course absolutely. I have. Absolutely. But yeah, I never absolutely. go, that's the one. I feel like I'm auditioning songs. Sure. Does this uh, feel no, right? Sure. No winners yet. Just the only Victorian nursery rhymes. When you listen to those in your house, you... So, so I don't want to get yeah. into the song yet, but I, I don't want to jump into the song quite yet. But like, if Pinch Me was your opening song... Mm-hmm. What kind of wrestler oh, what's your would gimmick? you... What's, what's your gimmick? Sure. Oh, uh, boy. Th- a human shrug? Because <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, we, we will get to all of so them. You, like, the, the, you always lose your matches, but your opponent is just covered with like bruises. Sure. Because you when you clinch up, you're always just driving the thumbs into them and giving them yeah. a little... <laughs> oh, pinching a little, you know, pinching the hell out of them. Oh, God. <laughs> stop! He wins stop! the battle, but I win the war. Yeah, exactly. Because he's going to be a yeah, lot more right. sore later. Aw, death by a thousand cheek pinchies. Uh, I like that. Uh, okay, so your other podcast, We Got This, uh, mm-hmm. is where uh, uh, you and uh, your co-hosts talk about two things and compare them, and uh, you, you decide which one is better out of, of two similar things. Mm. So I would like to ask you, which We Got This for Weezer, Smash Mouth, and the Bare Naked Ladies. Which '90s band survives to to live another day? '90s bands that have declined in their age. Uh, Weezer. 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 Have Weezer. you listened to any of Weezer's songs lately? Out of curiosity. No, no I stopped <laughs> when everybody else did. I you think. made the right choice. Yeah, but I like their their heyday. You know, it's interesting, uh, and I guess we'll get into this when we talk about the song. I was not a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. Never really have been. Don't dislike them. Right. Uh, I, my memory of them is them being o- overplayed on the radio. Uh, sure. In particular, one week, which I listened to your episode with Justin. Uh, which oh, yeah, was he was great. Hilarious. You were all oh, great. thank you. All of you. All of <laughs> you, you. You share credit uh, equally. Uh, but that's the song I remember hearing the most. Sure. Uh, Weezer, I feel like th- there are more songs of theirs that I enjoy. And I really like the video for Buddy Holly. And oh, Smash, mm, Smash so Mouth good. can just... Uh, I don't know. They can like they fuck t- off. Take a walk yet, on the sun. <laughs> they can fuck off. Do I feel like I keep agreeing with their? Uh, they like oddly coming out on Twitter as like super liberal, and then I get down with that. Like, yeah. Are they the mm-hmm. band where I'm like, oh, do I like Smash Mouth now? Is that who I am? <laughs> that can be who you are. No shame in your game there. That's yeah. Hey, Fushu Man is a. Sol- they had one solid album that was packed with hits, and then they became the Shrek band forever. So yeah, uh, we saw them. We saw them in concert, and half of their they played all their hits, and then the rest of the concert they just played covers. <laughs> it was perfect. It was. Like, a per- I mean, yeah. they knew exactly what they were. You know, they were not I, no that's, joke. That's the thing of it, though. Is like I love the movie Shrek. I love mm-hmm. the monkeys. I'm not a huge fan of cover songs by and large. There are a few that I think are vastly mm-hmm. superior to the original. Uh, sure. 
but Smash Mouth's version of I'm a Believer is definitely not one of them. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, it's like any any varietal of, of Oreo or Dorito. Like, would I eat this over a classic Dorito, a classic Oreo? I would never eat I'm a Believer over the monkey's version of I'm a Believer. That's the classic you Oreo. You wouldn't eat the, like, orange Halloween Oreos that are it's exactly the same as regular <laughs> Oreo, those, except those that it's orange. Fun. I'll take them. If they, I mean, are they going to do something you, to my poop? I need my cream to be white. <laughs> Well, Saker. I mean, Oreo is the worst, the, the worst offender. I mean, you have a million yeah. cherry cola, red yeah. velvet. Yeah. Oh. Watermelon. Oh, really? Oh, do they do yeah. fruit flavors? They that do. Be, I think watermelon might be okay. Chocolate and watermelon. Yeah, really? You never you never done the old party trick? <laughs> Coral watermelon and just take a can of uh, Hershey's syrup and just pour it inside. A Let can? it sit for a day. Yeah, an entire can. Were you going to, like, the Great Gatsby's parties? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> a can of this Hershey salve and stuff it into this watermelon. We're going to have a party. 23's canoe. It's all going to be the product. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm going grocery shopping after this, Ev, so I might buy a can of syrup and a watermelon. I'm going to give it a try. I'm I don't think it comes in cans anymore. Uh, but I just remember, like, my grandparents had cans of Hershey syrup. And I couldn't. I never saw it in the store. Never. Don't know where they got it, but mm. they always had them. <laughs> they summoned it. Did from they the also? Did, did they dry their paper towels to reuse them? Because it feels like a depression era <laughs> thing to do. Yes, like I've got cans yes. of Hershey's in case there's, in case <laughs> you know whoever, in case the Kaiser comes back. <laughs> <laughs> they were like rusted through expiration date 1921. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it never goes bad. It just gets chocolatier. Sure. <laughs> it just turns from syrup to fudge at one point, at some point. <laughs> yeah. But when you dip your hardtack into it, it's delicious. That's right. <laughs> your Lembus bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they ate during the Great Depression. Elven whey bread. <laughs> Listen, man. That's the only... <laughs> Just Americans turned into a bunch of hobbits. Uh-huh. Basically, yeah. Uh, well, shall we talk about this week's song? <laughs> Let's do it. Shall we? <laughs> this week's song is called Pinch Me. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. time of year okay so Hal um here's a quick question have you ever heard this song before today yes a lot I forgot what it was you sent me the email saying listen to the song and I said Uh okay I looked it up I used the the handy YouTube link you sent me and Uh as soon as it started I was like oh I remember this song (laughs) because it's another like fast talker Mm-hmm. Le- at least portions of uh, it's Ed who's the lead singer. Yeah. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. He's like <laughs> that's what I hear half of all the songs, which I kind of like, but I also sure. wish I knew what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. This is it's. I think it's very obvious that they were trying to make one week like two week the sequel to one <laughs> week. Like we got our singy parts, we got our rappy parts. Hey, but. When he raps on this one, it's actually germane to the topic of the song. That is true. Except for like one line. Yeah, it's not just all about Aquaman. And, yeah, he's uh, not just saying nonsense words. That's, that's fair. That's I mean, because anyone can rap if you're just using, making up words as you go along. Any, hey, Ev, go ahead. Give me four bars. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I like to eat 
candy because I'm so randy when I get out of bed and I shake my head. I'm real sick today. I'm sick every day. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> All right. Fuck, you proved it. You're a genius. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't have to, as long as you, nothing, you're not bounded by anything except yeah. for loose grammar. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. How have you ever freestyle rapped before? <laughs> I try, but I'm not very good. I, you know, I, one, uh, one of my original co-hosts on uh, on Tights and Fights was Open Mike Eagle, who is a professional rapper. That's Ooh. correct. And he and did was, not hold a candle to Evan. Just, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, he's shamed. I'm going to text him right now and tell him to quit. Uh, I wish he would respond to our emails. I would love to see him talk about the Very Good Ladies. I love OME so much. He's so great. Um, oh, my God. The best. He's, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, odd, I mean, sorry, that's... odd tangent. Let me throw an odd tangent out there. Yeah, please. Uh, last, last night I was playing Overwatch, uh-huh. uh, with a friend of mine and we we're playing, I don't know how familiar you are with this game. Maybe Vaguely. Very familiar. Yeah. Maybe not at all. <laughs> uh, but I got, when you are shot by someone, it tells you who did it. And sure enough, open my Google killed me in Overwatch. <laughs> I did not realize I was playing against him. And then I had to send him a text. That's amazing. Did he like bounty. join your game or was it random? It was random. I mean, we're both in L.A. I assume that's where uh, he is. I don't know if he's oh. traveling with games. But, uh, yeah, it was an odd coincidence. That's incredible. Very, very, you know, just, oh, hey, Hal, you just, uh, you dropped that name on the floor. You might want to uh, go Oh, ahead let me and- pick that up. You know, <laughs> playing- uh, Busy Phillips and I were talking the other day about <laughs> me dropping names, and I have to stop. Uh-huh. You mean famous viral sensation, Busy Phillips? <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. Um, it, it is very weird seeing Busy in my feed all the time now, because as a Thrilling Adventure fan, I was like, oh, Busy's great. And now I'm like, oh, she's a, a awesome activist, too. So yeah, great on her. Yeah, a, an incredible human being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> Let's talk about Pinch Me. Um, yeah. So, so what... D- was your impression of it when you heard it like, oh, this is cool, this is a jam? Or was it more like, uh, I, I remember why I forgot this song? I wrote uh, two, I took a bunch of notes uh-huh. uh, on your advice, which I'm glad Very I good. did. Okay. Uh, and I wrote, t- I wrote two words, which are, it slaps. Oh, Ooh. it slaps. I, I like the little guitar riff. I like the, the beat of it. Sure. I, I like the way it moves. It's, it's surprisingly fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it uh, is. It, it's kind yeah. of a chiller summer song, but it also has has parts that definitely move. Um, I remember hearing this song a lot on the radio, and I was not big on it back then. But truly, in reexamining it as mm-hmm. well, I liked it. I think it holds again. up. I think it's a smooth song. Yeah, like it goes down real smooth. I, I think the reason I didn't like it back then was because I I did feel like they were just like trying to be one week again. Mm-hmm. But now I, I mm-hmm. kind of get. I mean, not to say that there's a lot well, of subtleties. Sort of a, I mean, but that's sort like, of a meta commentary on the song itself, too. Like the like, yeah, you know, is is yeah. Can, can we, you know, can we be seen and everywhere? The song for more is a meditation just... on whether or not they can actually do that. Yeah, I didn't like the. I was reading through the lyrics. And I didn't really like them at first because uh, I mean, it's like, oh yeah, okay, great. You're just grappling with, like, there's like one of two or three maybe styles of songs that Ed writes. There's uh-huh. like the silly sort of like jolly one, like one week or when I fall or these apples. And then there's like the maudlin sort of self-reflective ones, right. like "Am I the only one?" or "Leave." And then there's like the nonsense, like uh, incomprehensible shit, like same thing. Sure. Okay. And I thought that was one of those because it seems like this kind of seemed like nonsense to me. He's just like talking about shit that he saw like outside and stuff like that. I was a kid once. Yeah. Things yeah, I did. Yeah. It's a perfect time mm. of year, somewhere far away from here. But then, like, when I actually started researching the song, I realized like, oh, he's talking about his experience after one week. One week. Yeah. So, and that 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 
basically put a foundation in the song for me, and I liked it way more after that. Ah, uh, yeah. I had these uh, questions about it. I did not know that, but it did feel like a story about somebody who is either dealing with depression or or somebody who's stuck, sort of st- like trying to jump themselves out of out of life, like into life rather, like out of <laughs> whatever they've been stuck in. They're trying yeah, to yeah. jump out of life, <laughs> just jump right out like Yikes. a plane and skydive to hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I I read that canon explanation as well, Ev, and I don't like it. Like because, the- yeah, he says, uh, I was trying to get to the root of what I was feeling. This is all great, but not right here it's not. Not where I live and not in my heart. It's this notion that you know things are good. They're just not quite good for you. So, like, the fact that one week was huge in America and not huge in Canada. Mm-hmm. And he went back to Canada and nobody was like, hey, it's Aaron Robertson. But like, like, I, that's the perfect amount of fucking fame, right? Exactly. Like, you go somewhere and they're, like, people following you around, taking pictures with you and shit like and that. Then, then you, you go to your house and you're, and you're fine. Exactly. No one bothers you. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, you go. Like, to that's the... exactly what you want. Yes, yeah, you can go. To the I, I imagine I'm not famous at all, so I wouldn't. <laughs> so here's a question for both of you: uh-huh. Would you take it? Would you want to be a one-hit wonder? So you have in you a song or a piece of media or anything like that that is going to blow up, right? But in your heart, you know it's the only one. Would right. you take that? Um, and that's the best you're going to do. This is your peak. You know you're peaking here. Sure. Boy, I th- I'm a genie and I can give you this one hit. <laughs> I mean, why? at least in my opinion, why wouldn't you, right? Because you're going to get all the acclaim, the fame, the money. And then right. you can retire probably on the residuals. They're going to use it in movies. Right. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be taken care of the rest of your life by this one thing. But this is the one thing anyone's going to know you for forever. And you're going to be... In, I mean... I assume I'm talking to two other creatives here. So there's like a drive in you to create more art, but nothing you create will ever measure up to this. And you know that. Mm. How do you think? You know, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm sitting here thinking, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be nice to know when you're going to peak, when you're going to reach sort of the height of your work. And then, cause then that maybe frees you up. Like you can still keep doing what you love without the pressure of, is this going to be something? (laughs) That's true. But also you can figure out kind of what's next. Like for me, Maybe I'll put together a Lego Death Star by myself. There you go. <laughs> now I have time. I have, okay. I have houses. Sure. I got a room. Oh. I have a, my, my requisite uh, rich person dream, which is a yeah. room that's a model train city. Ooh. Oh, man. I've, With a, that's a rocking that's a fun chair dream. in the middle of it. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I want that. Open a, open a series of chain restaurants. Practice ninjutsu. You know, there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff you can do. Go to the <laughs> library. <laughs> I mean, truly, and I, maybe it wouldn't feel good to coast. Drive a car yeah. up a hill. But maybe it would. I mean, it, you could you could literally not. You could yeah. follow your other passions. I mean, it might be freeing. It might be freeing to do yeah. that. Yeah, I think it probably would. But what if, okay, so if I, if I unsweeten the pot and say, you've got this one hit wonder. You've got this one hit, but you don't know it's your peak. Oh, Jesus. So, like, making the wish you know that there's going to be, but then I remove the memory. I, like, oh, spotless God. mind you and remove that memory. So you think that you can do, you can still do this so sort of stuff. So you're constantly chasing that dream for right. the rest of your life. But, but, you you, yeah. but you, are going to, you are going to have one relevant piece of media that's yeah. going to survive you. Yeah. I, I truly don't. I don't know. I mean, will it be in the annals of history? Like, it will, it will be me deep will be in the annals of history. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd do it, man. I, I, I can't see how you wouldn't. Everybody wants to be after their death to have a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're basically saying the rest of my life is going to be real stressful because I'm never going to do this yeah, again. I don't know. I don't know. Like it might it might crush you. That's true. Just like a leprechaun in leprechaun court. They might <laughs> yeah, squash you. Squash, <laughs> squash you. Yeah. You'll get squashed oh, right up. Man. 
I don't know. I don't know. That's a good, what about you? Uh, Isn't that, uh, yeah. What about me? I didn't. I didn't think this question would be turned back on <laughs> ah, me. The uh, monkey's paw. The finger is closed. Oh, oh no. Uh, so you have no answer. Great, awesome, perfect podcasting experience. <laughs> Silence. I think I would take it. I think I would. All right. Did you? Well, speaking of, this was the bare naked ladies' final top forty hit mm-hmm. ever. That's why I asked this question. Yeah, they, this was their fifth album, and they've released like six since then, or seven maybe. Like that sucks. It sucks to know that, yeah, this is going to be the end for you. Um, I don't know. That's It is very, very depressing. Well, it says, like, when we, again, when we, I hate, keep, I, we keep bringing up Smash Mouth, but when we saw them in concert, the lead singer, Steve, was super excited because the guitarist who had been with them on their, their hit album was finally back in the band. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so glad he's back. Uh, throughout the night, he got drunker and drunker and kept, like, touching the guitarist, <laughs> and the guitarist was not really into that. <laughs> Very but that's the story. Oh, no. But he, he, kept telling, he kept telling the audience how many more hits they're going to have now yeah. that the guitarist is back. Oh, An album full oh, of hits boy. is what it was promised. Very, so, very strange. Which what year he was seemed that? to be in. This was two years ago? 2016. Yeah, 2016. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, sorry, Steve. <laughs> sorry, Stevie Smash. That's sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're just chasing that high, though, that artist's high. Um, this one has, I think, the best opening one-two punch of yeah. a, a, probably any Bernie Lady song. First, you've got those deep opening, like, mm-hmm. resonant drum sounds. <laughs> that are just, like, fucking well, great. Tyler is doing some heavy lifting He is doing... Song. Do, you, do you know about that? He... The, that since the drums throughout the thing are the exact same drum line, yeah, they just had him play drums the drum line and then picked the best two bars of it really? and then looped it over and over again. So Tyler literally plays two bars of music in this song. <laughs> that sucks live. I'm sure that sucks a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just setting up a rhythm because there's a, there's not much variation in the drums yeah, apparently. I suppose that's true. Um, but then you've got the perfect 90s uh, Good Ladies pivot, which is, you know, it's the perfect time of year somewhere <gasps> far, far away, away from, from like, n- it's, the, it's the equivalent of a 90s, like, not. <laughs> Psych. It's the perfect time of year. Somewhere far away from here. Psych. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's talk about this song musically first. We'll dip into lyrics momentarily. How did anything stand out for you musically about this song? Yeah, I like the little uh, riff. It's sort of like jaunty. Yeah, like the obviously the the drum repetition. It's it's fine. Like I like that little uh, I don't know drum lick or drum yeah. riff, whatever <laughs> uh, whatever you might call it. But yeah, I, I, there's something to the guitar that sort of little like hook that really brings me in. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is nice. It's kind of yeah. peppy. Yeah. I it's the, the peppiest g- depression song ever. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of those peppy depression yeah, songs. Yeah, they do. They're good at that. Um, oh, that- that's why they got, that's, that's why they got the, uh, the, like, the kids band or the, like, family-friendly band thing, because all their songs sound happy. Yeah. But aren't. Yeah, yeah they kind of got the impression. Uh, speaking of guitars, that final backwards guitar solo mm. fucking rocks. That thing is great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I because I, I could see it being kind of I don't of think a, any guitar should ever be played forwards again. <laughs> me too. I agree. Um, it sounds, it's inventive. It sounds great. Like, I just thought this was a really cool inventive. I could see how it could turn people off because it does have sort of a weird, maybe niche sound. But mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm no, into this. All the, all the instrumentation was on point except, and this is the only, it surprised me, Kevin's keyboard? Really? Like, it's like he just like hit, he just like put his hand down on the sound. <laughs> it's just like, bump, 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 like. Perfect time of day to throw all your cares away. Put the sprinkler on. You're a piece of shit. I love the noodling. <laughs> I, I, I usually love the noodling, uh-huh. but it didn't seem like it worked in this case. Uh oh. Hal, you have to end this marital debate between us. Noodling Listen, versus, yeah. I thought it was fine. Okay. Like it's not, it's it's not a featured instrument in the song, really. Sure. Like every once in a while, you're like, oh, that's right, somebody's playing the keyboards. <laughs> it it uh, felt like like mini solos because Ed, yeah. Ed would be like, it's the perfect time of year, and he'd go, I know. <laughs> like little Peter and the Wolf sort <laughs> yeah. of like, here come the roosters. <laughs> I just felt it felt it felt sort of intrusive to me, and Kev's keyboard almost never feels intrusive, so I didn't like it. Interesting. I, and this is I say this as a uh, I've got a hernia. What? <laughs> oh, a hernia. That's right for Kevin Hearn. Yeah. We're all herniacs here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I thought, I thought his playing actually in verse one too was actually kind of sedate. Like it was just like, it was kind of like he would just play the same couple like three sets of meh, chords. Meh, meh. <laughs> it just felt out of place to me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it was jarring. It was because the rest of the song went down so smooth. It's like a, like taking a sip of like a delicious beverage mm-hmm. of your choice, mm-hmm. uh, iced tea or something, and then just feeling something bump against your lips. <laughs> But you didn't put any oh. ice cubes or anything in there. You're like, what the fuck was that? Uh, cocktail wiener got in my drink <laughs> And then you, you realize it's a small hand and it's one of those leprechauns that was punished. <laughs> <tribunal>. <laughs> He's been swimming in your glass all along. <laughs> this is my home now. Oh, that's why everything tastes like a shamrock shake. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Uh, what do you think leprechauns taste like? <laughs> I would just well see i think my main experience with leprechauns is the leprechaun movie so yeah. sweaty and <laughs> <Kinda> <laughs> like, it's like beef jerky that's still <laughs> yeah like wet beef jerky wet beef jerky, jerky is, is perfect like. wet yeah. flavorless yeah um <laughs> yeah I, so okay so i i kind of agree there on uh, the instrumentation i could see that they're doing some great harmonies especially on the chorus i love that in the chorus we have two kind of parallel narratives mm-hmm. where you know ed's saying you know you try to scream it comes out as a yawn you try to see the world beyond your front door like he's he's t- kind of existentially like terrified of what's happening mm-hmm. and then the well i guess the 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 harmonies are also existentially terrifying yeah. pinch me i'm still asleep please god tell me i'm still asleep. asleep when you read it out on its own it sounds like a horrible cry for help like a dream you try to remember but it's gone Then you're trying to scream but it only comes out as young When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door Take your time so we are under make you smile When you realize that a guy by side might take a while Just to try to figure out what all this is for It's the perfect Yeah, yeah that's it's not, a, I, It's well, the I think reading it's like, it like, solo well, it doesn't, It's like this life is so dreamlike he doesn't want it to be his actual life is how I read that. Like this life to me, I'm speaking from Ed's perspective or the narrator's perspective. Like this life, this life is so sort of like 
just like a river everything's flowing mm. fl- flowing by me i feel like it's passing me by and stuff like that i hope it's a dream yeah and i hope in my actual life i'm doing something of note sort of is, okay. is how i read that like the sub chorus interesting but i mean this mm. this whole song before i understood the the like the meaning behind it i'm like this is just like the laziest brand of existentialism <laughs> like uh, it's hard to tell if i exist whatever it's okay bye <laughs> Uh, yeah, it does kind of read like a maybe a coma patient, right? Like this could be a coma, a coma dream. Like you're trying to scream and you want to wake up and you. Yeah, this is kind of like a Venganzo situation. A Venganzo situation, you got it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, lyrics, sweet or horrifying, Hal? What do you think? Uh, at fir- I, first of all, I could only make out about forty percent of them. Looking at them now on a screen is the right. first time I've really been able to get a handle on them and there is it's an interesting look to me i look at it as a as like complacency as people who get caught in their own life right Uh, and for that it's good i will say and i took a note on this that that dad joke he puts in the middle of it is man is impermissible impermissible (laughs) i could hide out under there I just made you say underwear. Yeah. I just I, made you say underwear. First of all, you don't know that's what I said. You're just assuming. <laughs> You're like, if you'd said knock, knock, and then say, I just made you say who's there. Like, no, I didn't. Maybe I didn't. I find it's, an alarming number of people don't know how to respond to knock, knock jokes. You go, knock, knock. What? Huh? Is that real? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have yeah, any doors. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe in doors. I, I wrote that that... Come in. I, I, listen, I don't know... <laughs> I, that's how I shut down kids who try to tell me knock-knock jokes. They get very frustrated if they say knock-knock and you say, come on in. <laughs> Use the doorbell. Oh, no. Yeah. It's unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I start, I, I, I'm going to start responding with, someone's in here. <laughs> <laughs> Occupied. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you feel about Cards Against Humanity, Hal, but... I'm a fan. You are. Okay. I like it, but it also feels like a game that I must play once a year, maybe, because like mm-hmm. the third time, maybe in a month, I see the phrase like Hitler's balls or something. I'm like, that <laughs> was funny. And now it's like, please stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this joke works great the first time you see it or hear it. It's like, oh, that's clever. And then on, the, on repeat viewings, it's like, fucking this lyric sucks. <laughs> well, like, I mean, dad jokes are Ed's tick, right? Are they? When he... If he loves playing with language, he loves playing with words, and like he's just kind of goofy in that regard. Right. So it didn't bother me as much. What bothered me more was the like r- ragged juxtaposition between in the chorus where he's like, you know, existential line, existential line, existential line. When you realize I'm a big guy, like, that <laughs> is not relevant at all. I wrote that too. Yeah. Like, the, the back half of the chorus. <laughs> when you realize a guy my size might take a while to try and figure well, like, take your time is the way I rhyme. Going to make you smile. When you realize <laughs> that a guy my size might take a while. What does that mean? We, we're back to one week. So he's huge, <laughs> but because he's so huge, he talks slow. <laughs> yeah. It's meaningless. Yeah. 100% meaningless. Like, but the rest of it, like all of that, all the rest of that chorus is fucking on point. Yeah. It's sad and it's sweet. And then plaintiff, and then it's silly then and he, like, meaningless. Takes a fucking smoke break, and somebody else writes his lyrics. What? So is this is this diegetic? <laughs> like like I'm sad, but things are good. Like I'm sad, but I'm gonna try to be happy and be silly and be fun. Like I can't uh, let the depression show through. I can't let the sadness show through. I don't know. I, maybe I guess. I mean, that's why he tells the jet dad joke. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I, maybe. Some of it feels first draft. And that yes. feels like a first draft thing, like, oh, I'm just going to throw that in there 
I just need a rhyming couplet. Uh, yeah, same yeah. with the when you realize that a guy my size might take a while just to try to figure out what all this is for. Yeah. Like he's just like, oh, I need something in there. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> and then right. it's time to record. He's like, oh, uh, oh, we just mastered the song and I remembered that I was <laughs> so, going to finish the lyrics. Right. So I think he wrote the. In, my opinion is that he wrote the like the rap the rap speak fast talking without people without thinking that people were going to read the lyrics. Oh, so yeah, this is not a song that's meant to be analyzed. Uh oh, right. bad for a podcast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like I think that like because I mean if you asked a lay person who had heard this a lot right. on the street, you would they would remember two things about this song that there's a fast talking break they won't know the words are and the underwear part and the underwear part yeah, yeah exactly so that's what I think that's those are the parts that like ring but also. They ring, that ring turns into a clang when you like <laughs> dig deep into the song, like sure. we're doing. Sure. <laughs> you're hitting, you're hitting the bedrock of the earth and realizing that you don't live on the earth. You live in a simulation and you really want someone <laughs> to pinch you and wake you up. Like, oh, my earth only goes down six feet. Help me, help me. <laughs> uh, Do they live though in that zone that's like partway between clever and, and gibberish? It does think, feel like that's a space they occupy I mean, well. Like, it's not a, a knock. It yeah, just that's is. where I make my home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, gibberish and clever <laughs> is yeah. something. No, I think that's exactly, I mean, early Bare Naked Lady stuff is a lot of very goofy. I mean, I think they do walk the line between trying to be a joke band, or a funny band, not a joke band, mm-hmm. and a, 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 a sweet plaintive sort mm-hmm. of band. And they do it pretty well most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's. I think it's hard because usually they do it song by song, and this one they're kind of pouring both of their buckets right into the same container here and it gets a little weird i think right i don't know yeah Um, it's a bit of a slurry it is yes a slurry perfect way to describe it (laughs) it's very slurry-esque um yeah there's a lot of great release on this song we finally get to the whole band singing pinch me like Mm -hmm. that big it's it's kind of an epic sort of harmony there's a great industrial drum on that part and like it just sounds super great. That was a nice release in that song for me. Pinch me, pinch me, I'm still asleep. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. second chorus. I think that was supposed to be the actual chorus, but then Ed's rap kept taking more and more. <laughs> During the recording sessions, they sure. like they liked edge rap more and more and yeah. more. So I think they they mixed that up, and I think they made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Hey, also, the that, those uh, harmonies are very close to that sixpence none the richer kiss me. Oh. Harmony. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> to the point off. where when we were sitting down, you know, I, I listened to the song like three times within an hour of sitting down to record this with you, and all I could get, all I had in my head was Kiss Me, and I had to call it up as we were talking and listen to it again just to remember, okay, there it is. Now I remember how it's different. That, that, that particular little piece right so similar to me that it that allows me to conflate it easily it's it's funny because we're also mashing up other 90s jams i guess the guitar riff for this song is based on the guitar riff for cheryl crow's leaving las vegas (laughs) and if you listen to them side by side like they are very very similar Oh, yeah. 
they taken all sorts of ins- how could this not be a hit song we're sampling a yeah. little sixpence a little cheryl crow yeah it's a frankenstein of of late 90s early 2000 <laughs> hits <laughs> basically well that sort of shows on uncon- that shows like his uh unconfidence yeah in oh, himself. Like, oh maybe yeah like, can i do this again no i'm gonna take stuff that i know works from other places and try and mix it together yeah but even then i mean one week is all about just like saying pop culture things right so it's also kind of a sampling of like you know i'm just gonna pull right. from but here and there i mean the pop he doesn't like have samurai noises when he talks about akira kurosawa or like eat an well, entire sushi when he talks roll. about x-files dan le maison, le maison, le maison. <laughs> that's the x-files noise so <laughs> i don't know i think we're, we're gonna uh, bert camfort's orchestra is sampled in the thing mm. that's the of one week oh yeah okay <laughs> so, i don't know um hey here's the the weirdest part of the entire song for me uh ed says on an evening such as this and a random person goes yo on an evening such as this yo. <laughs> did yeah. you guys notice yeah, that, that uneven, and then the, then there's like it's hard to tell i exist and someone's talking after that yes i don't know what they said though so how did, did you, you get anything from that? Did you hear it? Yo. I did, but I did couldn't hear what they were saying either. I I think it was Paul is dead. <laughs> it could very well have been, yeah. Like, okay, so yeah, he says it. I turned my volume way, way up and I hit the most terrifying existentialist thing ever. Cause it sounds like he's saying yo, and then Ed gives the next line and he goes, yo. And then if you turn it way way up, it sounds like he's saying, yo, I exist, but it's fading out. Like, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then he's gone. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh no, this is some figment of Ed's imagination that was so powerful, it made it onto the track for one oh second. What if this is like an EVP? There was a ghost in the studio that was just <laughs> like, I exist, I am here. On an evening such as this, yo. it's hard to tell if I exist. Pack the car and leave this town. Just fucking <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah, they're, they're unintelligible. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of like loosey-goosey shit on this album, right? And we're only on track three so far. When you say loosey-goosey shit, <laughs> what specifically are you we referring to? We had that to? party vibe on Never Do Anything. Okay. There's a party for some reason. We've thrown in like little like the do you think this is a do you think that's more the bare naked bare naked ladies or do you think that's don was i don't know i don't know how to how to parse it i don't know i don't know i don't know i mean because this is, is is that something that we've seen on previous albums yeah think, oh god yeah like this, so yeah i guess it is bnl yeah i mean yeah. that's just their one of their things is they like to bring shit in <sighs> uh pinchme.com is of course a sign-up service for free samples so if you guys are curious <laughs> you can head over there they are our sponsor this week oh, pinchme.com yeah, pinch <laughs> make sure to get your pinches over there they'll send um, you a pinch of anything <laughs> they don't run it's not a chain of small round burger stands like, in <laughs> no. the, like the video let's can we let's go ahead and pivot over to yeah, the video, let's talk about I, that video i sent you the video link how what was your impression of the video watching it <laughs> Uh, it was what the fuck. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, where where were your specific kind of uh, uh uh points where you said what the fuck? I had a few, but I'm curious about yours. Him moving around the room while everybody's frozen feels like the opposite of what that song is. It feels <laughs> right. like it's about a person who's frozen and the world is going by them and they can't move, which would yeah. have been might have driven the point home a little bit more. <laughs> Him just moving his eyes helplessly. That would have been a horrifying <laughs> video. But yeah, it would have totally yeah. driven it home. Also, it seems like way too many employees for a burger place that small. 
That's the employee to customer ratio was off uh, <laughs> terribly. It was all just Ed clones, so it's fine. They, they didn't cost them anything. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, there was some like weird, weird. First up, this restaurant is the smallest restaurant, and it's called. It's like a rallies. It's called Eat. <laughs> this restaurant is called Eat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great name for a restaurant. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm... Also, I would I would eat here. The menu's yeah. four items long, which is like they've it's got to be some in and out quality, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it's like original McDonald's. Oh yeah, yeah. burger, fries, Coke, or a shake. Exactly. I that's loved it. Stephen Page as the mascot. Oh, that was best part of the fucking video. Terrifying. I had I nightmares. I love that <laughs> about big sweaty Steve What's jumping out like of my closet, plasticized. <laughs> like he's just got a saran wrap all over his skin. It made him look greasy to me. Like, they like sprayed reason. him down in glycerin and gave him a shine, like <laughs> Pleasantville shit. That was real fun. Oh, and, and just standing there smiling by Ed, grinning he, the whole time. And the whole time I expected him to move. He never did. Well, he ne- until he breaks out and tells Ed to come to the magical world of yes. <laughs> whatever with him. Of life, of actual life. Yeah, of actual he's, life. Ed's breaking out of his dream. Oh, that's true. Okay, that's true. Yeah, this is a deep video. Um, I don't know if he is. The, ma- the mascot for Eat, <laughs> boy, he really he dug in there. The ma- or Not the mascot, the, the symbol for Eat is a thumbs up. And whoever the graphic designer is should be fired immediately. <laughs> because they should know that people are going to turn that shit upside down, right? <laughs> That sucks. I mean, that was the whole conceit of the video, is them turning the fries upside down and the pop, and it was a huh? thumbs down. Evan, are you okay? Oh, uh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Here's a question about the thumbs up, buddy. Fuck. Yeah. Kevin, Stephen P., Jim, uh-huh. all come, Take Ed gives them their food, they give a thumbs up. Yeah. Crossbody. Yeah. Tyler gets his food. Thumbs up. Same side. Secret message. What could that mean? To us. Okay. What do you think? They're t- we got to unpack that. Sure. Uh, so he's the only one who... D- so he's trying to tell us something, clearly, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Tyler, T-Y, thank you. So he's thanking us for our great podcast. <laughs> I don't know. What, what's, what, I, you... I think you've, un- I think you've unearthed it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird freezing in this, like the bizarre moment where Ed hits a, a note and the, he freezes and the rest of the restaurant moves on is kind of what, how you were looking for there, but it's yes. very, very weird. And I like, the, like all the customers are dressed like Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of odd. What the, f- uh, Steve, is that a, is that an intentional thing? I don't know. Hard to I tell. I, I thought it was is interesting. Is that what like, the burgers are made of? Did they uh, chop up blue schools and make oh, burgers out oh, of it? Shit. We did that see a hell of a bloodhound. Lo- <laughs> we saw a lot of buns and no meat. Ed sleeps on a bun bed. <laughs> yeah. I would love to dive onto mm. a, a plate of buns. My dream. Yeah. It's a, I thought it was a good video. I mean, he's making everyone happy, but he's unhappy himself. Y- yes. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Because everyone who comes to eat, looks at eat, touches eat. Like it's happy. Yeah, it breathes the air around eat sure. makes them incoherently happy. Sure. So like sitting there and wondering why is everyone around me so fucking happy? It's like being on Facebook all the time. <laughs> right? Like, why are you why is everyone always fucking smiling? Yeah. Uh, why is everyone so witty which, and smart? Which member of the band is wearing the yellow jacket and uh, takes the sip out of the drink? Uh the sip I think was Steve, right? I I'm going to have to bring it up again and take a look, but uh, yeah, he he wears glasses. What does his hair no, look like? No, he's not wearing glasses. He gives <laughs> a, like a gu- he gives a very it's sort of spiky, black spiky. <laughs> probably probably Kevin. What he looks think- like uh he looks kind of like Adam Carolla. A what do you bit. think he would smell oh, that- like? Describe his possible smell to us. 
Axe body spray because the look he gives the camera is not okay. <laughs> that might it he, sounds like Steve to me. <laughs> he's definitely the guy who would like make that look and be like, "Tell your mother hello." Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing a bit. I, it's clear he is. They're all like acting to the best of their ability. Right. Bl- bless their hearts. Uh, <laughs> but his is super creepy. Oh yeah. Like, chills that is, down my spine. That is Steve. It's the same guy who the mascot is. <laughs> Yeah, Steve. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, Steve definitely like in in previous videos. Steve has definitely given off like predator vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very strange. Like he's just sizing you up. <laughs> he's waiting for your moment of weakness. Yeah, uh, it's, a... not, it's it's very unsettling. I yeah. was really excited to see that this was part of the Ladyverse, like the the the, the shared universe that all the bare naked lady videos were in, where all the like not everyone but most people are bare naked lady band members, yes, are clones. Too yeah. little, too late. Call and answer. They all have bare naked clones in them, and I'm trying to think that the BNL boys are trying to get across some message between like cloning and like maybe it's. I mean, clearly they're in favor of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What What do you think the message is? This something Tyler was trying to communicate okay. to us? Get me out of here. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's holding out the thumb like he would hold up to for a ride. We've never seen a Tyler clone. He's the only unique individual exactly. in the BNL band. <laughs> I'm surrounded by my bandmates. Oh, horrifying. Uh, yeah. I feel like this restaurant was kind of like Lyft used to be, where you had to like get in the car and fist bump the driver. <laughs> like Everyone has to give a thumbs up or they can't drive away. They'll put the spikes up in the you car. You had to fist just... bump the driver and Lyft? Wait a minute. You had to fist bump Lyft drivers? Oh, yeah. you had to get in the passenger side front seat and fist bump the driver before you could before you could go. Why? I, and that... then how many... How many murders in were they like, oh, maybe we don't need them to do that? I, t- I think they pivoted pretty quickly, but I remember the first couple months. Do you remember when Lyft was like pink mustache? Was there like, yeah. that was yeah. a they hairy used to, pink mustache. Yeah. yeah. It used to be all about like a fun, flirty version where, oh, we have mustaches. We have to fist bump the driver. And then it was just like, okay, Uber's eating our lunch. We're just going to be Uber. <laughs> like exactly what Uber is. There's nothing more fun than a, than a mostly damaged Toyota Tercel with a pink mustache <laughs> on the front of it. And you have to fist bump the driver on your way to Denny's. Exactly. That's a joy and a half. Speaking of one, speaking of cars, one thing I totally empathize with is the sheer joy of eating in the car. Uh, do you like eating in the car? I don't. Oh, okay. Like the, I like it, but it's always so much fun because you're like you're not paying attention. You're just inhaling food. Sure. But it's just sure. fu- it's fun to do. And you know it's a bad idea. It's always a bad idea. Okay, so it's an indulgence. Yeah, like you go get a burger at a fast food place, and you're just like chowing down at a stoplight. Like right. that's sheer joy. Right. You're just you're just like happy yeah. in your little car. Okay. You you're s- never making love. <laughs> I've never seen you smile so much as you're smiling thinking about eating a burger in your car. <laughs> or or uh, I, d- I stopped at a Taco Bell the other day and oh. had like I got like four tacos yes. and just like chowed them down in two minutes yeah, in my car because they're yeah. so easy tube tube food is the easiest food to eat how what is your famous <laughs> <laughs> tube food what's your favorite uh fast food Mouth restaurant shaped food oh fat my favorite fast food restaurant right Jeez. i feel like the one i go to most often uh has been mcdonald's yeah I don't know that it's my favorite it's just become sort of it's the most convenient because they're everywhere growing up i had a uh in in suburban philadelphia I had a Roy Rogers that was within walking distance of my house. And I would go there a lot as a kid. Yeah. Like it was just easy to get to. And I love their roast beef sandwiches. So that's my favorite. They great Mm. chicken, but they're gone. Like they're in like two rest stops 
in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and that is it. Yep, basically. I remember see we used to have one on a rest up in Ohio, and they are long gone as well. Yeah, but uh, that's I think that's the true joy is a restaurant that is close enough to you that you can get to it without expending <laughs> much. We had a McDonald's down the street when I was a kid. I would get twenty piece yeah. McNuggets all day long. But you, oh yeah, you in LA. I gotta say. You, you don't know the jealousy that we Midwesterners feel of Del Taco and In-N-Out. I, every day, want to take a flight to just eat at the In-N-Out near the airport and then come home. It's sublime. Yeah. Oh, my God. That food is so fucking good. That, that's in my neighborhood. I love, I love their burgers. Right. But I, I, I think their fries are the worst French fries Ooh. I've had in my life because they're under, undercooked and, not, and unseasoned. Yes. And, like... Hmm. I don't. I don't go to a fast food place for natural food. Like sure. I like fresh food. <laughs> fresh is great. Sure. But season your fry. If you have to, if they're like, you have to order them well done. Yeah. And then they'll cook them for you. Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> why Ooh. on earth do I have to go an extra step to have a right. fast food place cook the potato they just chopped up? Yeah. And put a little salt on it. I gotta season it. <laughs> what? 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 Am I? Am I getting paid here? Am I, are you paying me to eat your food? No. The, no, yeah, I say. There's a Midwestern change that's called Swenson's. They do not salt their mm-hmm. fries. It's fucking baffling to me. I like it. You do? Yeah. You are a garbage. You that, don't like Kevin's noodlings, and you like unsalted fries. I often fries. find that like like seasoned fries at fast food restaurants are too salty for me. Wow. Like oh. they just go crazy with the salt. So I'd like to I like to control my own my own uh, levels of spice. Okay. Fair, I guess. Whatever. And I mean, I do. I'm a guy who likes a limp fry, so I'm really. I, I think you just you kind of sold me on this uh, In-N-Out fries. Yeah, like a limp unsalted fry. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, they're, they're not limp. They're they're way too stiff, uncooked oh. or cooked. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh man. Well, you brought me back around. Now I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this sort of like hot cardboard. Ooh. Now you got them. me. I, I do love me some hot cardboard. <laughs> Um, oh, see, there you go. There's something for everybody. Yeah, Saker and I just ate a whole out. box right before you came. Yeah. Before you got oh. Like he likes, we, we like to order stuff from Amazon and then just just, re, just return it just yeah. so we can eat the box. Yeah, sure, sure. You can eat it in the car on the way over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like to always search for the best YouTube comment for these videos. Uh, Eric Mayhar, nine months ago, said, and I quote, "This song reminds me Deadpool to me too." I'm sorry. So what the fuck reminded from, this from kid of Deadpool? Deadpool? And the Me Too movement. Oh, and hashtag Me Too. Sure. Um, I don't understand any of that comment. This song reminds me Deadpool to Me Too. I don't know. I don't have any insight on it, but Eric Mayhar, go off. Go off, King. You got it, my friend. It's all good. All right. Uh, either of you have anything else to say about the song or the video, or have we exhausted um, our supply? I like the end of the video that he becomes okay with just existing ed or the ed. mascot okay ed and the yeah. mascot they all do. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's that's like one of the hardest things in life is just to be okay with especially like a white a white collar life like where you're sure. you you don't need to worry about where your next meal is coming from and you've got presumably a house and stuff like that and yeah you're, you're you may be living paycheck to paycheck but you're still living sure com- semi-comfortably sure so like it's just an existential sort of thing so just like finding out i mean you can't it can't be taught it can only be learned like how to how to be okay with being just living okay try to figure out what all this is for you got a lot more out of this video than i did i must say but he like he like gets it at the end he's like he's like okay i'm just gonna live my life and stop worrying about what the purpose of behind it is isn't that and that's something we're all striving for right is that is that is that 
is that giving up? Is that complacency? It's not complacency because, like I said, I think I've said in a previous episodes, most people never do anything. Right? Yeah. You just live your life and die. <laughs> like, you don't. <laughs> oh, no. This is a very positive podcast, pal. <laughs> like, 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 I think that, I, I don't know, I think that media has given us the idea that we're, like, better than we are. Jesus. Like, we're going to have, we have, like, a romantic arc. We have, like, character arcs and stuff. But most life is just living, right? Yeah, I guess. So, like, no, most, no one, not everyone's going to write a great American novel. Not everyone's going to be a one hit wonder, even. Yeah. Like, you're lucky to have any amount of fame. <laughs> Holy Christ. So just work at your fast food job just, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying you should try, like you, you try and be the best you, you, you can be obviously, but yeah. you've got to be okay with just being alive too. Like, God. I mean, you've only got one life as far as we know. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. Live it. Okay. And I think Ed is heading out to live his life and he's going to marry that uh, fast food. <laughs> <laughs> he, and the, he and the mascot are going to get married. Together. Uh, and then they'll all do the Lindy hop at the wedding. <laughs> like they do and they come out of that tiny burger place that uh, they obviously were all like stuffed shoulder to shoulder in right do you think so when they, they pop out of that weird revolving door like secret door uh-huh. there's like a secret the door is also a secret door sure. yeah this out. is some some clue shit that's going on in this there was a murder mystery yeah. that, that was solved in that little <laughs> that door is the bookcase from young frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> right do you, do you think, think when ed marries the mascot there after they do the kiss. They're, they do a turn and give the audience the, the thumbs, thumbs up. up. As French fries fly, fly everywhere. Out. Oh, yeah, perfect. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Squirting ketchup oh, and man. mustard. That CGI food fight looked like shit in the video, by the way. <laughs> Some mustard and fries flying everywhere. You look like shit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, Hal, anything to, uh, more about the video or the song? or? Yeah, you know, I was looking up. This song was released on August 29th, 2000, mm-hmm. if I'm reading correctly sounds right which was the the day i left for los angeles Holy and i drove shit. across the country so for sure i heard this on the radio it would have been in heavy rotation those those three days oh, three or four man. days it took me to drive so pinch me threaded your the most important moments of your life <laughs> it was always there yeah. for you hal <laughs> always waiting for you i i slept on that song i forgot it existed yeah. and now here it is yeah. awake or asleep yeah. It was waiting for you yeah. even when you forgot about it. Pinch me, Hal. Pinch yeah. me. We all want you to when wake up, one Hal. Set of, <laughs> when there was one set of fingerprints, that was when the song was pinching. <laughs> uh, Ev, can you tell me a little bit about Harry Potter? Yeah, I can. Please. So, as we all know, this album came out the year that Harry Potter went into production, the movie series. Correct. So, obviously, all the songs are written about Harry Potter. Right. This is a song about Gilderoy Lockhart, mm-hmm. famous wizarding celebrity. And Battler of Dark Arts. He is the Order of Merlin, fifth class, Defense Against the Dark Arts League, which weekly's most charming smile. You <laughs> all know him. You all love him. Gilderoy Lockhart. He's my favorite Dada dude. Is he? Yeah, I love Gilderoy. Okay. So this is a song. This is a, a song written from his perspective after he has tried to use, failed to use the memory charm on Harry Potter and Ron okay. using Weasley's broken wand. Okay. And it backfires and erases a lot of his own memories. Yeah. So he's in, uh, what's it, St. Mungo's Hospital, uh, yeah, St. Like Mungo's that. Hospital for Magical Maladies, and this is him remembering portions of his life through the haze <laughs> of of having lost most of his mem- <laughs> oh his God. memories. So his life in St. Mungo's <laughs> seems like a dream. Uh huh. And he's like, I used to be something more than I am. So sure. that's the worst curse, right? Is to is to be like, I'm an idiot now, but I used to be smart. I used to be oh, famous. It's, the, I used to, uh, it's like flowers that. for Algernon sort of thing. Okay, sure. I think in actual, the actual books, he's much happier being an idiot. Yeah. But uh, he still like signs autographs and Ooh. stuff. And the thing is, I think that he is never outed as a fraud. So yeah, I think people, he lives a happy life. People, st- well, he doesn't live a happy life. <laughs> he is he is cared for in a magical ward. Yeah, 
So, Mm. so yeah, this is him uh, trying to like remember his life. He's like, please wake me up. Please wake me up. Uh Please. I hope this is a dream. (laughs) I want to go back to being the most famous battler of the dark arts in wizarding society. It is weird that, yeah, this song is definitely the most existentially terrifying song in, in the oeuvre so far. Just like Gilderoy Lockhart's the most existentially terrifying character. No, he he is far from the most existentially (laughs) terrifying character in Harry Potter. All right. Well, let's get around to rating this jam. Rate it up. All right. So, uh, Hal, how we rate these songs, we rate them on a scale from bare, naked, to fully clothed. The more naked this song is, the better it is. The more clothes it's wearing, the worse. So, uh, we will start with Ev to give you some time to think about it. So, Ev, on a scale of bare, naked, fully clothed, what is this song? My day job. I am a teacher. Mm -hmm. I am an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. I teach my classes... I teach, uh, let's say, arithmetic, mm-hmm. teach all the maths to the kids. Then summer break comes. I need another job to stitch my life together because I I, mean, I can't make enough on a teacher's salary. I'm not like a technology teacher. I don't get paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just a mathematician. Sure. So I get a job at a uh, like a toll booth. Okay. And, uh, you know, just going through and everyone just seems happy at my tool booth. And like, I, uh, I'm just sort of zoning out, doing my job, like that sort of stuff. And then someone hands me uh, a handful of coins. I throw them away, come back, hand it to them. And they drive off. I'm like, wait, was that was that person wearing clothes? <laughs> I don't think they were wearing clothes. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? And I like, look around. Nothing happened. More cars come through. Same thing happens again. Same guy? Different person. Okay. So I just like take the coins. I'm like, look, like, wait, wait, what the fuck? Was that person wearing clothes? And occasionally, just throughout the day, people come through without clothes on. Uh-huh. Most people are closed clothed and i'm like am i fucking am i going crazy is this is someone are they just fucking uh gaslighting me but no no occasionally naked people will come through so this song for me is mostly clothed like most of the people here are wearing clothes it's a hot summer day right it's summer so most people are wearing uh you know like tank tops they're wearing shorts shoes Uh, a lot of them driving barefoot like i do driving barefoot's a true pleasure okay um no no hats nothing like that Dude, but you're so in your car gross barefoot <laughs> eating your burger <laughs> but go ahead sorry in the oh yeah yeah so yeah uh so and then occasionally i'll just see this flash of true nudity uh-huh but i won't know if it's a dream or not okay <laughs> okay okay so i thought this was a pretty banging song yeah and yeah. i really like i liked uh, i liked way more once i found out like why he why it was written and how it was written sure so i mean is this I like this song probably better than One Week. Okay. Interesting. Like, I mean, hmm. just because I haven't heard it as much, I think. Okay. It's just smooth. It goes down smooth. Okay. Interesting. Like, and then, like, yeah, so, like, I'm at my tool booth job, and then people start coming through Nick. I'm like, you know, whatever. You do you. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I can't <laughs> long as, stop you. As long as you've got 85 cents. <laughs> You're good to go. For the West Virginia what was, Turnpike. What was the point of the elementary school teacher part at the beginning? That was to set up the fact that I'm, uh, <laughs> I have summers off. You could have <laughs> just worked at a toll booth the whole time. I could have, but I'm not going to. Okay, that's a hat on a hat. That was to get a dig uh, at Saker. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, Famous uh, elementary school teacher, Saker <laughs> Bob Snits. Um, so, for me, uh, the the day... July 15th, 2018. I work at Subway. It's a slow, slow day. And I decide, you know what would be funny? I'm going to put down the tomatoes and the lettuce. 
I'm going to take my shoes off and I'm going to put a foot in each of those and I'm going to have my coworker snap a picture of me and then we're going to upload it to the internet and get all the upvotes, right? Snap a picture. It's hilarious. I go home to upload it and I find out that the Burger King foot lettuce meme has become a thing. Some dude at Burger King stepped in lettuce, but he had his shoes on. I did it better. I did it barefoot. So you know what? I'm not going to do... I'm going to do one better. I'm not even going to upload this picture because it looks too derivative now. The next day I get into Subway, I take off my shirt, I take off my pants, I just have my underwear and my Subway visor on to show where I am. I'm still at Subway. I put my foot in lettuce, my knee in tomatoes, my other foot in jalapenos. I put my elbow in the turkey and my fist Slap in the Slap some ham. of those cheeses on your oh, chest. Yeah, I'm just covered in meats all over and I upload that. I'm fired. And it becomes, I'm fired. But I go on Ellen. I am, I become the biggest sensation. And I was mostly naked. I just had that fast food visor on. And that's and an, all that I had well, to show And a that. bunch of toppings. And a bunch of cheese. You're right. I Top- covered toppings. <laughs> toppings. Well, my, yeah, you're right. You're right. I had a bunch of toppings all over my body. So I would say. I mean, yeah, if I got a burger and it had lettuce, tomato, onion, you know, green pepper, cheese on it, I wouldn't say my burger is naked. <laughs> <laughs> would i thank you if i'm Evan. eating my car burger Boy, you really could <laughs> put my feet to the fire on that motherfucker <laughs> right. hey man i go for uh rigor in these ratings sure, sure. uh and so oh, I, by the way it was 11 people who came through my uh toll booth very who good naked. thank you for the rigor. I need specific specificity uh so i'd say this this song is mostly naked for me just wearing underwear a visor and several sorted uh toppings, toppings. <laughs> yes that is correct uh how what do you think so you work at a swim club mm-hmm. as a lifeguard. <laughs> Everyone starts with where you work. Every story has to be. We need employment. Normal summer. Good job. Get to hang out with your friends in the evening. Maybe you date a girl. Maybe you date a guy. Who knows who you're dating? That's your business. <laughs> and uh, you're sitting up on your chair, guarding lives. And along comes Stan, who always seems to wear a bathrobe right before he gets in the pool. <laughs> throws it off. He's got... The, the swimming cap on, protect his hair. He's got body hair like a sweater on him. <laughs> Still wearing his, uh, his gold necklace. And uh, he's got like those European Speedos. Oh, yeah. And he gets on the, the diving board. And he does a couple jumps up and down. You realize with each jump, his balls are becoming more and more free <laughs> from the swimsuit. <laughs> to the point where they almost have a life of their own, like... An invisible puppeteer is pulling a string to free them and try get. I'm going to get those balls and get them free. And then he jumps in the pool, and you have to get all the kids out, get him out, close it, and skim the damn thing, because who knows what's in there now. He is this song. Stan is pinch me. Damn. He's, he's mostly naked. Yeah. He's mostly naked. A half on Speedo and a gold chain. That's not bad. Good and rating. A, and a, yeah. a cap. And a, and a swim, oh, cap. swim cap. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. He just got a oh, perm. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And and Hal, just like Pinch Me followed you for your entire life and was always there for you. I sure hope that this guy, this hirsute motherfucker whose Stan. balls are hanging out, Stan, <laughs> is following you every day of your life and is there for you. Uh, He's at my door right now, knocking. Oh, good. Well, then you I must go. To say who's there. But Hal, before you leave us, uh, thank you so much for being on. What do yes. you have going on? What do you want to plug? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me uh-huh. on. Uh, I've got we got this with Mark and Hal and Tights and Fights both on the Maximum Fun Network. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, host a newer podcast called Good Morning Night Vale, which is a Ooh. Welcome to Night Vale recap show oh, cool. from from the Night Vale Network. 
Huh. So it's me, Symphony Sanders, and Meg Bashwinner doing a re-listen of Welcome to Night Vale from episode one. Oh. And recapping and sort of going behind the scenes and talking about theories and, well, that's fun. and interviewing and talking to our friends. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't know when this uh, – wh- when does this drop? Woo, we are – quick turnaround this Tuesday. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then as of this point, who knows? Let's put it out there that I could be an Emmy nominee <gasps> come July 17th. What? It's possible. Well, so let's pretend crazy. that that's happening. Yeah. Congratulations! Yay! For which? Thanks. For what Yay. show? Uh, for Venture Brothers. That's awesome. Oh, Ooh. man. I love you so much on Venture yeah. Brothers. Such a good role. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. But follow me on, at, at, at Hal Lublin, my name, and uh, on all of the social media. And and we'll find out what happens. What I said. Did I speak it into existence? Or am I a fool and it will be Seth MacFarlane and all the Family Guy people plus Dan Castellaneta again? Who knows? Who knows? They all deserve it. They all deserve it. I'm not bitter, I swear. Not bitter at all. Thank you, Hal, so much. We yeah, really appreciate you. you being on, man. Oh, absolutely my pleasure. Anytime. All right. See you later. See ya. All right. Hey, Evan. You ever lifted anything other than weights? <laughs> Never. <laughs> the only thing... Well, everything has weight. Are right, you talking about weights right. specifically? Yeah, something massless, like a zero point. Uh, <laughs> ever lifted a wave form? <laughs> I've tried. I've lifted people's spirits. What's the best thing you ever lifted? People's spirits. There you go. Really? You just negated my... <laughs> What's the best thing you've ever lifted? Are we in a time loop? People spirits? Is this commercial a Groundhog Day? I think it might be, but it's only 10 seconds. <laughs> oh my god, can oh you no. imagine? Oh no. How could you practice a skill in What's 10 the seconds? best thing you've ever lifted? You better hope you're sitting in front of a piano if you have a Groundhog Day of 10 seconds. Yeah. So you can become the best piano master there. For is. no so who cares though? Yeah. Like, you'd have to find cuz the the thing about Groundhog Day is you have to like live the perfect day. So you just have to live perfect 10 seconds and yeah. I feel like it'd be way easier to live a perfect 10 seconds Probably. than an entire perfect day. Wait, what what Spoilers for Groundhog Day, by the way. Yeah. What what made him escape that loop? I'm trying to remember. He does it finding love start, with him. Well, he finished his character arc. You have to like finish. You have to finish <laughs> your character arc. He, he went from being a piece of shit to less. I mean, it's, he's still a piece of shit because he's Bill Murray. Sure. Like, I think he, Bill Murray's a fine person. I don't know. I've never met him, but like, <laughs> he always plays assholes, uh-huh. and he is an asshole. And so he like he like is nice to a woman. Right. And that's about it. Like becomes a, like he's nice to everybody in the town though. He becomes like the town. Like everybody knows him. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I love this guy. You know, I taught him everything he knew in about piano. One day. He just had to. He goes and like fixes everything in the town. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it would be nice if you had a secret code word with somebody where you could be like, listen, you trust me now. So give me, tell me your deepest, darkest secret. And then at the beginning of tomorrow morning, I'm going to tell you the secret and it's going to make you believe me that we are friends. And then we can progress our relationship. It's like a save point. Like a blackmail. <laughs> yes. Blackmail basically is a save point when I mean, you think he, about he it. He kind of does that in Groundhog Day, right? Doesn't does he? he? Like, he like predicts everything that's going to happen. He's like, yeah. going to drop the plates now. Then she's going like, to rip a big fart. Then he's going to propose. <laughs> To the woman who just ripped a big, big fart. fart. Yeah, yeah. That you know who happen. else rips big farts? Who's that? Sasquatch Manchers. <laughs> Okie dokie. Let me find that one. You know, for decades in rural western Pennsylvania, the government has been capturing, containing, and storing dangerous cryptids in huge underground catacombs in a top secret program known as Project No Talkie Abouty. Um, um, we've never read this ad. For squ- no, we I don't talk think about so. Squatch Monsters all the time. Is that like that? Uh, and we've never read this one. Hey, um, your like child that- is down in our house now. Oh no! Hello, child. He's coming closer. Hey, Luke. 
Will you partner, come over here? My partner can was you, supposed to can, watch. You want to talk in yeah. the microphone? I want you to say something about Squatch Smashers. Yeah. Squatch Smashers. What about it? Squatch Smashers. <laughs> Is it good or bad? Uh, mad. <laughs> mad? <laughs> okay. Squatch. What's your favorite show on the IABD Presents Network? Yeah, tell me your favorite show. No Malone. No Malone. No on Malone. Netflix's No Malone is his favorite show on the <laughs> IABD network. IABD network. Wow, that's a good one. Got some good episodes of No Malone. Uh, no, he's he's doing great. What's your favorite show on the IABD network? No, we're not going outside. What is that? <laughs> that's a great question that nobody really knows the answer to. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. They've also built a town to house the most notorious and strangest criminals from the witness relocation program right over the top of those catacombs. Do you think it's that same place where they keep all the creepy pasta shit? The well, artifacts? the town is called Dunglewood, so I don't know if that has any relevance. Isn't that, that, that famous creepy pasta site where they like the it's like Studio Fifty Two or something like that? Oh, uh, the um, uh, uh, fuck the archives. It's SB something something something. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, I think yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. This is the same thing. It's like this a, is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is where they do that. They're like. Yep, and then we go down there. I'm a vampire. I'm an Elvis vampire. And go down and see mother. <laughs> most there are like half of those. No, there are like an eighth of those that are legitimately scary. And then most of them are like, this is a ball, and when you touch it, it turns you into a, a train. And yeah, like, that's probably what the Swash Matchers manly deal with, like the, the whims, more whimsical <laughs> the ones. Train balls, yeah. Yeah, but you like never know what you're gonna get when you go in there. Well, I know what I'm gonna get when I listen to Squatch Smashers because the government's secrets are about to be revealed as one of their experiments has proven to be too strong and too stupid to be contained. Join Zeke Delfour, Vlad the Vampire, Jenny the Killbot, and Elvis Aaron Presley, who is also a necromancer for some reason, and their all-star cast on the super popular podcast, Squatch Smonchers. How did they call themselves super popular? Yeah, that's that's a big claim. Also, their name is Squatch Smashers. I have to make sure, because that's how people are going to search for it. You Not think, Squatch You think people smonchers. are going to search for Squatch Smashers? They're super popular. Okay. You can check them out on iabdpresents.com and support IABD on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, go do it. Go do it, listeners. And then, and then when you do it, add us to see, add us to tell us you've done it. Please, when you support them through patreon.com slash IABD, I want you to write in the notes, this is specifically for the Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Do not, like, I, we want to be their flagship, right? Yeah, we're taking, it, we're taking it over. We're taking control. This is a hostile takeover. <laughs> this is Airheads, the podcast. <gasps> what if they remade Airheads except made it about, did you ever see Airheads? Yeah. It's a Brandon Fraser movie. Brandon Stephen Bakimi, Stephen Buscemi, and then that child molester. Who? Yeah, like the villain, like the radio exec guy. Oh. In real life, he's like a he's like a Jesus pedophile. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's sad. Okay. Because I enjoyed him as an actor, but I guess he's no, no. It's not that guy. It's a different guy who looks very similar. It's the guy from Spinal Tap is the radio executive guy, I think, in Airheads. That's IABD he seems presents to be a perfectly fine man. Dot com. <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the episode when we spang that big wang. Spang that <laughs> big wang, my friend. Must have been the same thing. <laughs> so the narrator of this song is the same as the narrator of another BNL song. Which song and why? Oh, this is an interesting one that we've never done mm. before. Uh, so um, another song. So Pinch Me. 
Pinch Me, we've got this existential ennui. We've got some summertime delight. We've got <laughs> summertime delight. <laughs> what other what other uh uh character in our grand well, repertoire? Unlike the on the, on the taking from the music video like it could, this is i mean this is part of the lady verse so so it could be either uh call and answer or too little too late the same narrator since it's all just stevie p all the way down sure although this sure. is ed though yeah and ed is never a focus of the lady verse it's always yeah, it's, it's always, always stevie p, p standing between two mirrors and watching himself <laughs> go into infinity <laughs> to give himself jerk off <laughs> um oh boy come i like on. to see all the arms move <laughs> and see if one of them don't <laughs> um so uh, the uh, the one arm is reaching for the pistol in his back <laughs> pocket instead of for his wiener. Um, come on, this is going to be a big episode. Don't say the word wiener on it, Evan. <laughs> what happened? I'm sorry. Um, could this be? Could this be the same? Uh, so 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 visually, mm-hmm. because we have you know these multiple characters all represented by the Bernicke ladies, it could be call and answer or uh, too little too late. Right. But uh, lyrically, mm-hmm. maybe this could be alcohol. This is a downside from alcohol because this guy's mm-hmm. clearly uh, problemed. <laughs> He's he is troubled. He, he is a problemed. <laughs> he is a problemed. Um, there's something wrong with his life, right? So what if he turns to alcohol for the solution to his problem? I think that you know he because he's he's sad, but he count. It's never really explained how he's countering this sadness. But some of the verses are sad, and some of the verses are like you know. Put throw the sprinkler on the lawn. Run through with my gym shorts on. What about if he is? This is the the flip side of the coin from uh, not never do anything, but it's the one that's the one where Ed is the super rich guy who doesn't want to do anything. Oh, uh, never is enough. Never is enough. Because I always I always rename the songs. Which, yeah, I which know. He shoots me in the fucking ass. <laughs> right. When I try to remember. So them. how is it never is enough? Because he is he's so rich, right, that he doesn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean. People who are rich have a much higher rate of depression than okay. people, than you know, like lottery winners have one of the highest rates of depression. Really? Yeah, they have much higher than not one of the highest rates, obviously, but like they have a much higher rate, rate of right. depression than just a standard people. It doesn't make you any happier to win sure. the lottery, most part, uh, on average. So anyway, so he's got so much money. So this is him, like, well, I didn't get my college degree, I didn't go anywhere, I didn't do anything. Like he's it's just still him. rich, but I'm still he's still rich. But like, what the fuck is he gonna do? He's just you know, he's a lump basically. Right. Um, he's defined by a bunch of money he didn't earn. Wow. This is sad. Okay. Um, I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I just said it. What if this is, uh, I am a writer. What if this is, uh, the second in the childhood was grand, uh, uh, duology, (laughs) which, uh, uh, was first came from grade (gasps) nine. What if this is Venganzo? (gasps) What do you mean? How is it Venganzo? Because the guy doesn't really do anything. That, the only time are you Ven- thinking never do anything still? No, no, no. Like this guy doesn't do anything, right? Okay. So, so he's just like describing what. Well, I could walk, but I'll just drive. He could walk. If I could, if I could walk, <laughs> if I could walk, or I could drive. <laughs> I feel like you're adding in words that aren't there, but fair enough. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, the only time Venganzo is free is in his dreams. Okay, I like that. So he doesn't want to wake up. Okay. His dreams of like murdering Geppetto and Pinocchio and all the other sure. puppets, and then everyone on Earth. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't quite see it from the verses, but from the chorus, um, you try to scream, but it only comes out as, as a, he can't scream. scream. Yeah. Can no so his, longer... his face is just, Venganzo's face is like, he's a sleepy puppet. Yeah. It's, it's how, how Geppetto pasted him. Now, 
My tongue got away from me. <laughs> you got so excited about Vengonzo. Yeah. Uh, now, my tongue was moving faster than my mouth. From the from talking about the song with Hal, we did talk about how we thought a guy my size might take a while refers to Ed being a bigger guy. But what if a guy my, my size, size could be a much smaller, smaller guy? guy? This could be Vengonzo the puppet. puppet. Oh, man. Okay. Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the episode Just a Toy, in which we introduce the saga of Vengonzo the puppet. Um yeah, uh, try to figure out what all this is for, and then God, that the the um the bridge on an evening such as this, it's hard to tell if I, I exist. exist. Fuck, am I really alive if I'm a consciousness trapped inside a murderous yeah. puppet? Yeah. Fuck. So the background on Vanganzo, everyone, Taker just gave to you, is that he's a he's Pinocchio's younger brother who Geppetto made, who, who was not given life. Like, yes. <laughs> so he well, just he's, he to... was given consciousness, but not life. That, right by the blue fairy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the blue fairy's prototype for yeah. Pinocchio. Ooh, well, because she like tried to bring him to life. It didn't work. She's like, oh, I guess it didn't work this time. And, like <laughs> walked away, on. but he's like sitting there, like locked in. <laughs> ah! For eternity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just plans the death of Pinocchio and Geppetto and yes, everyone. Yes, that is correct. He hates them. He wants um, to burn the whole place down. Boy, oh boy. Okay, so maybe this is the same from Just a Toy. The same person <laughs> saying Just a Toy saying, pinch me. Wake me up from this living nightmare. <laughs> yeah, pinch me. Wake me up. Fuck. Okay, I'm digging this. I'm actually I feel like Vingonzo's... Like juvenile sense of humor would be the I just like, made you say underwear. <laughs> Did you see the one video of a teacher singing this song to his class? No. It was so cute because like when he starts the song, you can hear some kids go like, "It's the underwear song, it's the underwear song," and then he goes, "I can hide out under there," and he points at one of the kids, and she goes, "Underwear." <laughs> And then the whole class starts laughing as he continues. Oh, were they it's, like kindergartners? Yeah, they're like kindergarten, first grade. They were like college freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the underwear song. I love this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right. His I mean, they were at Brigham Young, Young University, so they had very Brigham and Young University. Brigham and Young. <laughs> I'm sorry, about... famous. That sounds like a famous clothier, like. <laughs> Bring him in young. <laughs> Bring him in young, yes. Bring him in young? Yeah. What are you saying? Bring him in, because it's all first graders who are college freshmen. That's why they laugh at uh... the, I thought it was a funny joke, but you just rolled your eyes at me. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, Bring him in young university is where all the very <laughs> smartest six-year-olds go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I think we nailed it. I think it's, yeah, just a toy. M- must have been the same thing. <laughs> All right, now's the time in the show when we take a question from our friends, our fans, our pretty little muffins. Um, this is a question from our... Oh, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is a question from our friend Jared. Hey. Jared says, Dear Nake Charmers, Uh-oh, don't look now. You've made BNL cry with your mean know-nothing podcast. You feel good? You feel like big men? What do you say to console the band and convince them of how you really feel? Be an elfily yours, Jared. All right. So, so Stephen Page. Oh, we have to go through individually? No, no. Just like Stephen Page calls you. Well, because it'll actually be Ed. Uh, Ed, Ed. Ed. Hello? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Evan? Yeah, it's me, Ed. Evan, I got Kevin crying over here. He's so sad. So you're doing the, you're doing the mouse voice again? Huh? The mouse voice. What are you talking about? Did you, did you just inhale a bunch? You, it's like a like what, like a Photoshop filter, but for your voice. We're trying a new song out. What's the song? It's called Mouse Voice. Mouse Voice, huh? What's it about? Well, Disney hired us to make a new song for their Marvel Studios attraction. Uh-huh. And so this is about Ant-Man, except now he's Mouse Man because it's Mickey in the Ant-Man helmet. Okay. <laughs> and so you're just doing a Mickey voice. Like, are you trying out for the Mickey... 
Like, are you going to put more nonsense words in your songs? Because I feel like that's what you have to do. Like, chim chimmery, bibbity bobbity boo. Haven't I, I lied. What? I hurt my voice last concert. It's oh, like no. this permanently. <laughs> was it the uh, the trained attack eagle? <laughs> it was the trained attack eagle. It was Stevie P's old trained attack, attack eagle. eagle. He sicked on us. It's not funny. Stop laughing. Ah, uh, you know, I... Have some sympathy for me and the band. We're really hurt over here. I can't. Why not? Because I don't think that... It's like somebody sitting outside your prison cell eating like a hoagie, like telling you to have sympathy for them. I mean, you, mean? you guys have made it, right? Yeah, but you hurt us. How could we possibly hurt you? Words hurt. Are you so petty, Ed, that a podcast with dozens of listeners... Ev, you're not making him feel better. I am. Oh, okay. I'm going to bring it all around. You're not making me feel better. Oh, that was Saker, by the way. Ed, you want to talk to Saker? No, thank you. I didn't, didn't think so. He's always he's the one who should be on this call, actually, because he's the one that comes at you real hard. I won't, okay, I'll give him a try. Let right. me talk to him. All right. Hi, I'm Saker. <laughs> okay, hi, Saker. How are you? I'm real thick. <laughs> What do you mean? I just have a disease I can't get rid of. Uh-huh. I'm a, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I ate a whole watermelon for breakfast. Kev is, might be dehydrated. He can't stop crying. Say something make him feel better. Do you, think, do you think you could get some watermelon juice in him? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Let me, hey, hey, Jim, squeeze a watermelon over here. Hey, maybe you take a second away from that pinball machine you'll play and get some watermelon juice in that boy. <laughs> We're not doing a very good job <laughs> of talking. like a southern auctioneer. <laughs> hey, get on, get on, get on, get on, a little pinball juice in that boy. <laughs> hey, Ed, why don't you put some pinball juice in you? <laughs> um, what would pinball juice be? It's what what happens when you squeeze a pinball too hard. Hey, Ed. Yeah. Um, I know we're hard on your music and your band, mm-hmm. but what we're not hard on is your pinball career, which is your real, real career, which I think you should be following. What I think, honestly between just the two of us and right? actually the f- six of us because I'm talking to your band and uh-huh. s- seven of us because Saker's here too. I'm still here! <laughs> All right, I know Saker, you're still here. Okay. So, uh... This is weird because Stephen Page isn't with us anymore, but you have to apologize to him too. I will... I have a separate call that I'll do for Stephen Page, but uh, they're going to do that off mic just per, per his request. Um, he doesn't want his voice to be heard. Okay. Actually, we, we can't afford his voice. How about, how about you apologize to me and then let Saker uh, apologize to I'm CBP? I'm apologizing to you. I'm Make consoling you. Okay. okay, so all of your talents are all wasted on bare naked ladies. Like, put Jim on. Okay, here you go. Hey there. <laughs> hey, Jim. What's up? I'm just, sad. <laughs> I know you're sad. It's okay. So you're, sad. You're always my favorite, Jim. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell the band. No, don't tell the band. <laughs> hey, guys. But you know how you said he loves me best. They're not going to believe that. They're not. So anyway, um, you know how you said when you met Adol Rafai at that comedy club like 20 <laughs> yeah. years ago that sometimes you didn't feel like you should be in a band? Yeah, I was a cover band for the Barenaked Ladies. Right, yeah. It doesn't feel like we're really in a band sort of thing. Right. Well, it's because you guys shouldn't be in a band. Barenaked Ladies, your talents are wasted here. But my solo albums don't do real well. I, you, Your talents are wasted in music entirely. Oh, You're not a musician. <laughs> All of you should be doing different things. All right. Ed should be a pinball champ. Yeah. Tyler should start a grease p- plate. He says you should be a grease plate. <laughs> No, we're not playing telephone. Okay. I'm telling you that you are a master brewer and ninja. Okay, fair enough. I saw your kung fu demonstration. Mm-hmm. I saw your katana work. I saw your sai work. I saw your bow staff. Uh-huh. I saw that. Your swords were perfectly perpendicular. They were. And that is hard to do, my friend. I think that's all that strength you get from your, your bowing arm on I your so on your too. upright base. But I feel like I, mean, I have plays... a lot of talent with the bow. Like from... the bow staff, yeah. Oh shit! You need to you need to get into your. You could be like, you could start your own fucking brand. You know what? Like you could do what like, 
what Bruce Lee did for Kung Fu. I could do for the bow. You could do for the bow staff. Oh, shit. You could be a modern-day Donatello. Okay. All right, put Tyler on. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Yo! Hey, Tyler. Hey! You know how much you like garbage garbage plates? Can I talk to one of them? If... You want to talk to one of them? No. It's all right. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> all right. Uh, you should open up a restaurant. Great. Let me give you the cab. <laughs> okay. Hi. Oh, do you want me to say something? You said you wanted to talk to okay, Kev. Okay, Evan, I just... Okay, all right, Kev. I'm putting, Kev, I'm putting Saker on. Okay. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hi, Saker. Hi, Kev. How are you? I'm real good. Listen, did you hear what we said to the others about them wasting their talents as the Brinkett ladies? Yeah. Well, we think you're wasting your talents, too. Okay. Have you ever heard of organ donation? Yes. All my organs are donated. Perfect. But they're still inside you right now? No. Oh, well, hold on. That's what I thought was going to be your use, is donating all your organs. Um, where are your organs? They're, how are you functioning right now? I have an angel. You have an angel? Yeah. What's your angel's name? Groviel. <laughs> Groviel? And yeah. he keeps you alive without organs? I can't die. Wow. Okay. Well, then there's a lot of jobs you could be doing that could be better than the very good ladies. I need you to save, like... Chilean miners from like cave-ins and I need you to like well, I don't know if I could save him I could just go down into the cave and wait I don't any stronger I just can't die that's true so if you sealed me in a cave-in I would just be down there forever can you never get... my whole life is trying to avoid situations like that <laughs> can you never get stronger that's true because if your muscles rip they don't go back better yeah. they just go back the same because you're immortal yeah okay so I can't change I can't even take in new information because my brain doesn't process it <laughs> I You're see. lucky I met you before I became immortal. <laughs> Let's okay. Then how about like, what's the most dangerous job in the world? Like buzzsaw holder. I think you should be a professional buzzsaw, buzzsaw holder. holder. Yeah, because they, they, go, they go off the rails. Construction worker. Construction worker. You'd be a great construction worker. Oil well driller, driller. in Alaska. Bering Sea crabber fisherman. Deadliest, that would be great. Deadliest catch. You could be a reality show guy. Yeah, I could. <gasps> you should just make faces of death videos. Over People and will over pay again. Big money for those. Really? Yeah. I thought that was kind of a like late '90s thing. It may actually have been. I may remember seeing them at the. But video you know store. what? I could make faces of death videos, but no one would actually die in them. Yeah, that's the point. So I'd be saving a bunch of it's lives. It's humanitarian faces of death videos. That's what I'm gonna do with my life. Great. Thank you. All right, Ev. Well, hang up the yep. call, please. Okay. Bye, Ed. Well, uh, and Steve should be a trucker, <laughs> an ice road trucker. trucker. <laughs> we solved it. Uh, but I, hey, I, here's you know, he delivers ice cream to all the people in Alaska sure. who don't get it. We didn't console them. We just gave them <laughs> new jobs. I well, guess that sort of consoled yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, they, they were sad that we were down on them as a band, but we were down on the bands because we saw their true potential. Sure. Yeah. So I think I that's obvious. Okay. Sure. We did it. We talked to all of them. Perfect. We didn't leave one out. <laughs> Nobody got left behind. We talked to every single member of the band, one-on-one. -on -one. And that's an episode. Hey, man. Yes? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. Was I... Uh, I have a hard time with, like, uh, eliciting responses. Um, so you can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done at Bandicoot Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter, at Been Done Pod. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. I would love to read some more iTunes reviews, whether they're five star, one star, four star, three star, two star. We'll read them. 
No one has given us uh, Amazon review ratings. Oh, Amazon review? Actually, nobody's ever given us... Maybe this is shooting myself in the foot. No one's ever given us a three-star review. <laughs> it would be nice to get just one three-star <laughs> review. Well, those are the ones I... Whenever I'm looking at like a product or something, I always go to the three-star reviews because they're like the most unbiased, I think. Yeah. Like, the five-star reviews, like people put them on. They're like, I fucking love this. Like, yeah. I got paid money to do this. And the one-star reviews are just idiots. Yeah. Like, it came in a package in a purple color. I don't want purple. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You and can't the, eat a pencil. The person who dumbass. Wrote, the person who wrote the three star review didn't actually write a review. They just or the two star yeah, review. So like the three stars, like I feel like give a, a reasonable, reasonable unbiased. Yeah, not, I say unbiased. Reasonably like, rate our podcast. Don't be nice. Don't be mean. Just reasonably rate us. We want to know what we are doing adequately. So please, <laughs> please tell us. Don't tell us what we're doing good. Don't t- just tell us what we're doing. Don't say you love the pod. Yeah. Don't say you hate the pod. And these two guys don't even like the bare naked ladies. Don't say that, even though it's true. But in reality, if you give us five star reviews, we're going to be more visible to people who are looking at the Apple iTunes podcast charts. So please, leave who's going to look at the review? fucking Apple iTunes podcast charts? Some people like who's to just go looking for us. Yeah, I guess you're right. Right now, we are worse rated than bare naked ABCs. Does that hurt your heart? Uh, no, they're a better podcast. They are a better podcast <laughs> with better people in it. God, I'm we have sorry. more. We have more ratings. That's true by like threefold. So mm-hmm. we win. What doesn't? It doesn't matter your rating. What matters is the amount of people. Quantity over uh-huh. quality. Well, it's like a room. Okay, would you rather have three people shouting a shouting at you like how much they love you, or would you rather have thirty people shouting? Most of them shouting <laughs> they like you, and then like one or two of them saying boo. <laughs> I would rather have three people shouting how much they love. Yeah, me. but there's so much. But the thirty people are so much louder. That's true. I do love. There's no bad noise on the internet. <laughs> I love noise, just in general. I want more noise. We all do. Uh, yeah. We all great. do. Great. That's true. Um, Ebo. Hey, yeah. Uh, what you plug? Uh, out, Outcast. Hey, <laughs> you said hey, yeah, and it reminded you that Outcast existed. Yeah. Sure. They're not releasing. Just com- I think they broke up, right? You completely just unearthed my thought process. Uh-huh. It's not hard. Just yeah, stream of consciousness, uh, baby. Did Outcast break up? I don't know. Can you? Find out real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nope. They're still together. They actually live in the same house and wear the same clothes. And here's a picture of them kissing. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Great. Well, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. <laughs> Sadly. And we'll see you again in, in one week. See you again <laughs> in one week. <laughs> <laughs>